Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Thread. On this episode, we're going to be discussing a lot of what has been happening lately. Spy yes. balloon, the earthquake in Turkey, yes. Kyrie Irving out of Brooklyn, and many more stories. Yes. Uh, so thank you for listening to The Daily Thread. It's good to be back. Yes, good to be back. Brand new week. And let's get right to it. Um, spy balloon. That spy balloon had entered U.S. airspace from China, and you had this massive... They said it's like 17,000 feet wide. It was not like really? when you hear about a balloon, it's not like a, it's not like a, it's not like the balloons your kids play with. It's not a birthday balloon. No. I mean, it looks like a balloon. It's a, I don't know, it stays afloat by being filled with air, obviously, but has a lot of advanced technological equipment attached to it. I heard, just read this morning that it left China on January 21st. And it took. Okay. And uh, it entered uh, the United States airspace last week. One day, that's not that's okay. not so long. You think it's, uh, it's it goes very slow. You know, it's like the Goodyear blimp that yeah. floats over the Super Bowl. That's about the familiarity that uh, people have in America uh, with uh, with balloons. So China China was was this already. Is not, this is not the first time it was a balloon. Uh, there's been balloons. Uh, these spy balloons have been launched over other countries by China. And also they say, there was a little bit of machloikas, uh, they said uh, one of the things, see the Biden, the Biden administration may, uh, <laughs> makes a big mistake, okay? When yeah. they really mess up, they have two excuses really. Uh, it's Trump's fault, that's the first excuse. And then the second excuse is, well, uh, Trump did it too, okay? So those are two different ways that they can excuse everything, whether it's inflation, uh, whether it's uh, a war, whether it's a spy balloon, uh, whether it's uh, gasoline prices. I think it's Trump's fault or Trump did it also. I feel like this is the first time in my lifetime that I've been hearing about a spy balloon, though. You're saying it, it's happened before. Well, first of all, listen, you know, there are satellites that are rotating the earth launched by multiple countries that could do the same things, same things that these uh, balloons are doing. Uh, but this was more than just a matter of spying, according to uh, intelligence uh, uh, observers. It's also uh, like a game of chicken. China wants to see how much they can push the United States around. Yeah. So they're just tapping around for a see. You know, I don't know what else is up their sleeves. They want to go into Taiwan. They want to take over Taiwan. Uh, they want to do certain things. They want to see... What is the uh, um, re reaction of the Biden administration going to be? Well, again, um, China wasn't happy that the U.S. ended up shooting down the spy balloon. They sent up, uh, they sent up one of their air force, a rocket, a missile, and whatever. they shot it down. And China was upset about that. Well, uh, from what I read, Nahi, uh, the the uh, the balloon was floating sixty thousand feet above the Earth. That's okay. that's not from the ground. That's from Earth. That's sixty thousand feet in the air. Like you take it's a like flight, sixty thousand feet from 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 Central Avenue. Okay, straight up. I thought it was higher. Like sixty thousand feet is like twice the distance of a conventional airplane. Okay, and it was spotted originally by a guy flying a private plane huh. at forty-seven thousand feet. You uh, thought it was a UFO last week. I don't know, maybe he was trying to say Kiddush Lavana. Uh, see, like, there's a lot of Kiddush Lavana tweets that went out. <laughs> I think Ay Milstein, Ay Milstein, I think he gets the credit for that. Who? Amumer, I think uh, this guy on Twitter. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if he was the first one to it, but um, <coughs> the question was: If you say Kedesh Levana and you really were looking at the balloon, is it a bracha levatalo? I think so. You think I, so? It is. I think. I think it might be. Um, so yeah, you they shot down the balloon, and 
Um, and now we're going to see uh, China claims that it was just an accident, that the balloon is a weather balloon and it yeah. just floated away right. accidentally. Yeah, I don't buy it. But uh, the Chinese and the Biden administration have two things in common. Whatever they say is never true. So, you know, there's a lot of commonality there. The next story we have is obviously very, very much ongoing. Uh, this happened last night around the time where maybe you were going to sleep. Um, but there was a massive earthquake in Turkey oh, yeah. that was felt all around. Uh, it was felt in Syria. It was felt in Israel. I know a friend of ours, Shlomi Zions, who yeah. was in, happens to be, he lives in Houston now, but he lives, he was in Israel last night. Really? Um, he was woken up by the, by the earthquake really? and he said it lasted a pretty long time. Um, but this earthquake, I remember just seeing the, the numbers roll in on Twitter of the death toll going from 50, hundred, 150. Right now it's at 1600 people's lives were well, lost. Last I saw it was 1900 people actually. Really? And they just began the rescue process of trying to find people it's a it's a human it's a human uh, fiasco it's a great human tragedy israel sending rescue teams uh to uh both uh, turkey and and parts of syria they go i don't know if they're going to syria actually but they're definitely going to turkey does this have the you know what does this have the uh, hopefully not but the, the last massive earthquake that we can remember is t- 2010 in haiti that was a devastating massive earthquake um do you know how many people died then in Haiti? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But take um, a guess. You're gonna tell me now. Twenty thousand. Two hundred twenty thousand people. Really. Two hundred twenty thousand people. Twenty ten. On January twelfth, twenty ten, a seven point magnet magnitude. Listen, what how, what what magnitude was this earthquake in? Seven point eight. This is seven point eight. Yeah. So I guess Haiti just had less less what of a foundation. Seven point zero. Seven point zero. I guess they're well, they're just seven point eight is a major major earthquake and. Uh, uh, what can I tell you? The the construction is very makeshift, very shoddy. Uh, buildings are built out of you know rubber bands. And buildings are shape. the place got leveled. You know, they they it's shoddy construction. You yeah. know, and uh, so, same thing in Haiti. Uh, people live in stuff in 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 huts and in in buildings made out of wood. Uh, you know, knocked together with a hammer and a nail. Haiti is a very extremely poor country. I don't know what area of Turkey this is, but Turkey is a more advanced type of uh, society than. Uh, than Haiti. Well, of course, Israel is sending aid to Turkey. They're sending uh, troops to assist in the rescue mission. They're sending food because that's what we do. You can um, show is going to be there. United Hatsala is going to be there. They're going to be sending up tents to treat the injured. Don't forget that uh, the injuries are, are massive. Yeah. You know? You know, these natural disasters are always... Uh, disasters. Is that, the, <laughs> They're disastrous. The, the disastrous. It's crazy. It's really crazy to, to see something like this happen. Um I don't know what the words Allahu Akbar mean, but every single video. It means God is great. So, so really the, when the Muslims say that it's sort of like us saying, thank you, Hashem. It's like saying, like we say at the end of the Yom Kippur service, Hashem Hu Elikim. Okay. But we don't say that while, I guess there's an Indian for Muslims to say that while someone's yeah, dying. That's a, that's a natural reaction. I think they have really, uh, people, you know, when 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 Jews in a tough spot, you'll say Shema Yisrael, you know. Okay. You know, so just I was just noticing that. So I was you know, religions have their their mantras and the things that give a person a certain amount of peace, yeah, and solace, and yeah. expression of faith, and um, these are important uh, things for people. Yeah, um, and obviously the the tweets are are nonstop. This is obviously trending now on Twitter. Um, about this, about this earthquake, there's just building after building after building it's is collapsing. is collapsing, uh, and we're talking about even like the city, like in the center of Turkey, 
buildings are just falling down. People are just not sure what to do. Um, well, you know, the question is... Really By the way, so it's, it's worth noting that not one earthquake hit, but three... A okay. third earthquake at four hours ago, a third earthquake it was a four and a half hours ago, a 7.5 on the Richter scale. Right. No, the three earth, earthquakes. It's, it's a, you have to really speak to uh, scientists that can explain to you what, what, what shifts. Something shifts in the earth. I know. And then there was, a, there was a tsunami, a tsunami warning in uh, one of these countries. Because, you know, if the, if the, if the earth, if there's an earthquake in the water and you have That's a tsunami. billions of, of, of gallons of, of of water in an ocean, and it shifts in such a strong way. Yeah, it pushes the water with a with a tremendous force. And that could be problematic. <laughs> that could be really problematic. That could be problematic. Um, so we, we wish we wish um, everyone the safety. Uh, Israeli troops, of course, that are going to help and assist, and everyone on the ground in Turkey. Everyone should be well and and find find comfort. Hopefully, the death toll doesn't rise too much. It's a great opportunity for 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 Chesed. Uh, you know, this is one of the ways in which you could see that really uh, people should be around to, to help one another. People are different, yeah. different countries, different cultures, different languages. But when you get into a, a situation like this, a mess like this, trouble like this, we're really all people at the end of the day. Yeah. God's good, and this is God's good earth. This is for our friends on social media, these our, our TikTok friends and our Instagram friends. You know, and every, every single... Jewish posts that ends up being posted on our social media. There's all free Palestine, free Palestine. The Jews don't belong there. Jews don't belong there. Free Palestine. Well, guess who's in Turkey right now helping the Muslims? Guess who's in Turkey right now helping more people find housing and shelter and have food and maybe even saving lives? The Israelis. It's the people who you want annihilated. It's the people that you don't think deserve their own land. You know, don't even give them too much time. You know, it's just, it's going to happen again. Uh, uh, the thing will dissolve into the future, into the into the past, into history, and the the uh, the haters and the critics and the crazies are gonna you know resurface. Yeah, maybe they'll lay low for a half a day today. Maybe, hopefully. Um. Anyways, uh, an alarming stat was brought to my attention by our producer over here. He says the average American uh, earning a hundred thousand dollars is living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. So the average American, you say that that average American that's earning a hundred thousand dollars is living paycheck to paycheck. Do you have a that's link? It's a family, family person, family of four. I mean, let's say it's a family of four. If you're paying, if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're definitely paying about twenty five thousand dollars in taxing. Okay, so you got seventy five k. So you have seventy five thousand expendable uh, expendable income, and food prices have risen crazy. So inflation probably probably is, is a driving force and why they're living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I guess lean prices are sky Let me ask you a question. What's, what, what amount does that apply in, in the, in the from world? Someone making two fifty living paycheck to paycheck. I don't know. You have to, you know, you have to ask, you have to ask people on tuition committees. Uh, they know. Yeshivas. Yeah. Ask them, uh, they look at people's tax returns. Sometimes look at people's income and you have, uh, I've heard over the years, I don't know about this year, but I've heard where people come to a tuition committee and uh, they're earning three hundred thousand dollars a year. I need a yeah. break. Uh, yeah, and they need a break on, on tuition. Also, it it depends how many kids you have and how high your tuition is. But there's no question about it that in our world, uh, tuition is the uh, is probably the greatest expense. Yeah. Well, here in this article, so the New York Post uh, recently revealed that the results of a recent survey that showed fifty percent of Americans that earn over a hundred thousand dollars are living paycheck to paycheck. The data showed more than half American households earning six figures are suffering greatly from high inflation. More alarming, sixty-four percent of U.S. consumers have said that they are living on razor-thin budgets each month. 
about 40 years ago, when I got my, you know, first legitimate job, I would say, full-time job where I had to work full-time. 40 years ago, you were, you you were know 40 years ago, you were like, you were 52? No, I was like 10. <laughs> and um, I got my, uh, and I remember I got my first paycheck. Yeah. And I was like in shock. I was calculating how much I'm making. Yeah. Know? I, I guess it was 1980. It's never, it's never, it, it, you're never surprised about how much it is. You're only surprised oh how God. little. I remember, I, I remember I calculated in my head how much I'm getting and I guess I forgot about taxes, you know? Oh my gosh. I forgot about withholding taxes and I was, yeah, I, I signed a contract. I was working for a company and I was in my office and I looked at the paycheck. I was very excited about it and said to myself, how am I going to make it on this? Right. What am I, I going to do? Where's the rest of the money? Well, but, where uh, is it? What? Where is the rest of the money? I don't know. It, they'll tell you it goes to. Uh, well, today it goes to 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 uh, support the illegal immigrants uh, and uh, other people that really don't deserve it. Uh, but uh, in those days, I guess it went to fundamental things like yeah. uh, like fire department, like funding the war. <laughs> um, I don't know the streets, uh, making sure the potholes are not too deep. Just you know. I think there's definitely that number does not apply to different families. If you're a hundred thousand dollars making a hundred thousand dollars and you're you have four kids and a, and a from household, there's no way a hundred k is is pulling you should it. Do, you should do a program on um, on math in the from community with a with uh, some with some, inve some some investment advisors and tuition uh, community members and and Jewish community and a few a couple of people that are you know are breadwinners in their families, men and women. And uh, how they and the average people, yeah, and, and how they how they how they get by, how they calculate. Getting I by. to be honest, to me, the math doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Like that it really great, doesn't. That, that would be a great program that people would be listening to, to to every word. If you guys interested interested in seeing that, send us an email at the Daily Thread Maybe we'll produce that. But like, I think that the math does not add up. It's really what astonishing. What does that mean? The math doesn't add up. What doesn't add up? It doesn't add up that people are, are able to live <laughs> unless people are being bailed out, you know, by family, friends, uh, organizations. Like you just see um, an, a, a tremendous amount of expenses and spending. And there's no way that every from household is pulling in, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000. Like that's a tremendous amount of money. And unfortunately that's almost like not a tremendous amount of money given the expenses that these families have. We're talking about tuition alone will cost upwards of $60,000 and you have to feed all the, the whole family and you have to put a heat in the house and roof over their heads and then you tow them suits, shoes, weddings. That's like right. it doesn't, it, right. the math doesn't add up. Well, it, uh, it certainly makes it very challenging and, and difficult. Yeah, maybe we'll discuss uh, that. Maybe we'll 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 have a whole- Put together, uh, put together a panel. I think we should have a round table. I think we should have a whole a produced round table um, of couples and people who can speak to this well, topic all at once. You don't want couples. You're going to start arguing uh, about <laughs> you the, spent about what money. You know, yeah. you, know you didn't count. You, you you didn't you didn't mention shaitos. You didn't mention uh, you know clothing for yanta for women and and suits and so yeah. on and so forth. You know, cards, Super Bowl parties, Super Bowl parties. Now you're already going off uh, <laughs> someplace else. But um, yeah, the next story we have is uh, an interesting one. Someone remarked to me yesterday that now they can finally go to a Brooklyn Nets game because Kyrie Irving is no longer on the Brooklyn Nets. He was traded. Yeah. Uh, and the story that JTA has is that Kyrie Irving was traded to the Dallas Mavericks, whose Jewish owner, Mark Cuban, spoke out on the anti-Semitism scandal. Um, so we all know that yesterday, or not we all know, but maybe if you don't know, yesterday, uh, a few days ago, actually, Kyrie Irving requested a trade. Why? I don't know. I think that he was trying to stick it to the organization. Well, that he asked, he, asked for, he asked for a four-year contract extension at $200 million. 
Yeah, he's not worth that. You know, and they said to him, you know, you cause more trouble than anything else. Yeah. He was out for most of the season a couple of years ago because he COVID. didn't want to get vaccinated. I don't know if all the players got vaccinated. I'm not sure what the well, all the other ones did. They That's did. how they played. Yeah, and uh, then he had this business uh, with he hooked his, uh, hitched his wagon to Kanye West, which is uh, also uh, was problematic, uh, anti-Semitic uh, sentiments that uh, that he expressed, and uh, other things uh, uh, of that nature. But I, I during the night, you know, last night during the night, I had the radio on. I and I heard a few times that uh, you know Kyrie Irving is leaving New York. Because of its very significant Jewish population. What? That's, can you, you heard that? Yeah, yeah. I heard. It, I heard it this morning also. Well, he's in for a rude awakening in Dallas because the Dallas from community is thriving. No, but there's, but there's. I don't buy there's that. Not as many Jews in Texas as there are in New York. I don't buy that. Where do you hear that? I heard on the radio. I heard on WABC this morning. Are you serious? Who on said the that? Sid Rosenberg show on WABC. That he's leaving because and, of the. You no, know, the news was that he had. They had to get him out of New York because he doesn't belong in New York with uh, has such a large. Jewish population. So we're accepting Can the fact. Imagine? We're accepting so the you, fact that he hates Jews. Are you saying? Are you saying that the NBA makes their decisions on how to move players around uh, based on um, their 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 feelings and their sentiments about about Jews, whether they love Jews or they dislike Jews? I don't know. I mean, I uh, can tell you this: the the um, the owner of the team, Joe Joe Tsai, uh, is that how I pronounce his name? Of the Nets. Tsai? Yeah, the owner of the Nets. Um, it, it came out last night via many uh, reports that Kari wanted to go to the Lakers. That was his number he one destination. He wanted to be there in LA. And Joe Tsai's number one objective was to send him not where he wanted to go. Okay. He did not want to send him to LA. Uh, so they sent him to Dallas. Um, anyways. And they got a player that they had already. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. They're getting yeah, him back. Yeah, it's it's a good deal. Back. The Brooklyn Nets, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, and if you don't like sports, you just skip this you part. Know, but if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, this was an amazing, amazing deal. Got draft choices up until 2029. 2029, yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing deal, but I wonder how Cuban... Um, Cubans, gonna, you know, Cuban, Cubans, I didn't know this, Cubans whose paternal grandparents had their last name changed from Chebenesky okay, after coming from Russia. To Cuban? To Cuban. All right. He had a, should, that, a he said research. that he said that he did not think that Irving had a bad heart in the wake of the scandal. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but if you're playing in Dallas, you're out of the limelight. I know Dallas is a big city, has a, uh, a thriving Jewish population, uh, but it's not like Brooklyn. Okay, it's not like New York City. It's not like guys sitting on the courtside seats at the Barkley uh, Stadium with uh, shirts. Uh, I don't know what the shirt said. I don't remember anymore. You know, led by uh, Ari Ungreis and his and his group, uh, you yeah. know, protesting his. Uh, Let's. I want to. I want to show this. I want to show this meme on the screen. Um, Jabensky. No, this is this is Kyrie Irving when he finds out that Mark Cuban is Jewish and not Cuban. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, Dallas. Um, anyway, the question is this: How much do you think? Uh, uh, and how much besides the money that he was asking for? Yeah. How much do you think they could took into consideration the fact that 
so many Jewish people come to the Barclay Stadium. I don't think it's. A, I, don't, I, I personally don't think it's not at all. I don't think. I think it's zero consideration. I mean, the, I mean, the, I've been to Barclay a few times, you know, and you you can see yarmulkes all over. Anytime the, place, the camera pans to the crowd, you see yarmulkes. I don't yeah. think there's. I don't think. I don't think there's any consideration when it comes to the team. Like, oh, he doesn't like Jews. Let's get him out of Brooklyn. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's our Kyrie Irving bit for today. But see you later, Kyrie. Enjoy Dallas. You're not in the main. We're you know, you don't belong. He doesn't belong in the main in the mainstream media. We're gonna forget. He doesn't belong in New York. We're gonna forget about him by the end. Listen. Could you could you bring us the tubeshvat tuba okay, uh, platter? It's tuba it's tuba we have a tubeshvat platter over here, um, which, by the way, smells really. Well, first of all, it has great stuff on there. First of all, tubeshvat is. Uh, here, bring it around over here. I'll show it on the camera. Yeah, how around, you around, around the camera. You can bend the camera. If you're gonna hold it sideways, it's gonna fall out. Oh yeah, that's the thing that smells. Okay, that's buxa. This is the tubeshvat platter. Uh, but you're uh, going to try some of this? Us, you're going to eat this? Provided to us by uh, Chaya Frischman. We lost uh, something. All right, just put it uh, put it down. Right, uh, can you move? Are you allowed to move here? The cameras move with oh you? Oh, my God. It, that's, that's apricots, It's I don't like make apricots. A make a bar, make a bar of Pia 8s. Abba? Make a bracha on the trees. I'm not eating this. You're not eating any of it? Put it down over here. I'm not eating any of it. Put it down. You're going to eat it? I'm going to eat some of it. I'm going to make a bracha. <sighs> oh, man. I don't like anything on this thing. Mm. Mm. Really good. One to ten. The only thing I didn't like when I was a kid growing up was the buxa. I don't like the way it sounds. I don't like the way it smells. I don't like the way it tastes. It's called St. John's bread. Why? I don't know. You got to look it up on your phone. Buxer? Mm -hmm. Sounds like a Jewish name, Buxer. Probably. Probably Russian or something. But you got... Why does it have figs here? Why does it have to be dried fruit? Why can't it just be like you got figs? You know, it's really it's Rosh Hashanah of the trees. Abba, this is this is too early to be eating this. Honestly, it's Rosh Hashanah of the trees, and trees play a very prominent role, believe it or not, in Jewish life. Yeah, from the from when when uh, the Mechavah were created, and the um, in Gan Eden, yeah, it was the tree of knowledge, mm -hmm. you know, which got them into to a lot of trouble. Okay, there's the tree of life. Uh, when Hashem introduced himself to Moshe Rabbeinu for the first time, was at a burning bush. It water. says in, in, in Sefer Dvarim, Adam eats Hasada. Man is a tree of the field. Man, man, you and me, people, are like the tree of the field. Now, there's four levels of, of existence. There's a person, which was a Madaber. He's uh, distinguished by the fact that he's able to speak. Then there's animal life. Then there's plant life, including trees. And then there's like rocks and dirt, which are inanimate objects. You know, they just like don't move. They have no, no life in them, really. So you have four levels of, of existence, so to speak. But the Torah says, Adam Esasada, that man is like a tree of the field. So man is more, if you want to compare man to some one of the other categories, wouldn't you compare man more like to uh, an animal? Right, something that has a heartbeat, animal has, moves. has a heart, he has, uh, you know, he has legs, he moves around, he breathes, he, right. he, he eats. Why Why is a man like a tree of the field? Yeah. And the simple answer is that because a tree of the field can live unless it's connected to its roots. The same thing with a, with, a, with a Jew, same thing with a man. We have to be connected to our roots, to Hashem Yisbarach, to be to have a life force in us and to exist. So you stick up over that level of the of the behemoths and you go compare the um, the existence of man to that of uh, of a tree in the field. Enjoy the rest of your fig.
Yeah, things very good. Uh, the last uh, the, the last story we have for today is the passing of of my great uncle, of your uncle, Rabbi Stroll Gordon, yes. Elva Shalom, who passed away yesterday um, at the age of ninety two. Ninety two years old. Uh, ninety three next week. Um, he's he was the youngest youngest of your f- father's siblings. He, he was my my father's youngest uh, youngest youngest brother. He was a big member of the Chabad community. Yes, he spent uh, many years uh, in Worcester, Massachusetts, and prior to that, he lived in Pittsburgh. Um, he was a uh, Balkora uh, by the Freitika Rebbe in his uh, in his home and in his office, and he was a lot of fun. He was a great man. He was a lot of fun. Uh, he worked for many years in the yeshiva in Morristown, New Jersey, uh, the Rabbinical College of America, and uh, he had a great sense of humor. And he was such an important part of my uh, childhood. Uh, he was always there. We called him Uncle Izzy. I don't know. I guess my father gave him the name Uncle <laughs> Izzy. But he, you know. I always thought he was Izzy. I only found out much later in my life that people called him Yisrael. For real. You know? But to us, he was always Uncle Izzy, and he was always jovial and always... And you know what the thing about him? After my father passed away 33 years ago, which is a long time ago, you know, he always called me on my birthday, you know? And he, he, he was known for remembering people's birthdays. All his, not just his children and grandchildren, but all of the extended family. He just knew really? everybody's birthday. And he would call me, and uh, we would talk, and... Uh, so he kind of like stepped in, in in my father's place for for a while, and um, end of an course, era. It's the end of an era. It's the end of an era in a way. You know, he was born in in Dukchitz in uh, really wow, and came here. I think he was two years old or three years old uh, when he came. So he was born in 1930, uh, and they came here in 1934. So he was four years old uh, when he came here, and like um, I see him in front of me, I can picture him and. Uh, he was um, extraordinary, an extraordinary person, and he should have uh, a great lichtergegan Eden. He's reunited with the rest Amen. of his family. He should he should definitely play a role in us all being reunited together and with the coming of yes, Mashiach. Amen. Hair of Yemenu. Amen. That is our episode for today, the Daily Thread on this beautiful Monday, February 6th. Uh, we thank you for joining us on Tubishvat and stay tuned for another episode tomorrow.